Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is the podcast for finding peace and prosperity, learning the history of hobbies, as well as developing a little side hustle. If you want to find peace and prosperity in your life, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Recording progress. All right. Uh, Welcome back to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. With me today is Jack Allwheel or All While? All While. Yeah. All While. (laughs) All the While. All the While. Um, Okay. So today we are talking about soccer analytics and. actuarial stuff which uh i don't know much about uh jack <laughs> how are you great adam how, how, how's it going there pretty good pretty good um do you want to fill me in on the actuary stuff and uh how you uh came to be an actuary uh sure so actuarials actuarial Students and professionals oftentimes assess all sorts of risks, but they they oftentimes work in insurance companies. We often deals with uncertain cash flows into the future. So a lot of times we're projecting cash flows into the future and then also discounting them back to the present. To and oftentimes you can think of it as uh, like a reserve or any sort of budget, really. Well, we're just making sure there's enough money now to pay out claims in the future. So that, that, that's kind of what I do for my day job. Um, and, and my first actuarial role, I developed some skills in VBA, which is the programming language used in Excel to automate a lot of mundane tasks. So you can do a lot of like loops and j- just a lot of spreadsheet manipulation in Excel through this programming language, VBA. And that, that's kind of what I used as the framework of this soccer model. Now, it, it, it came to be in about 2016, I lost my job and that was a pretty pivotal time in my life. I took what I called my roots trip. So I, I went to see where my grandparents grew up in like Poland, Hungary, uh, went to Prague. And I actually met my now wife in Vienna, believe it or not. And on that trip, I also started reading a ton and it started out as World War II stuff, but it kind of morphed into um, a lot of personal development, personal finance, and then soccer, which I've, I've always loved, played a lot. And I, I just got down the rabbit hole and there was a study done by Professor Szymanski, who's one of the professors in the kinesiology department at the University of Michigan. And him and uh, another man, Simon Cooper, who wrote Money and Soccer and Soccernomics, they were doing a study on what countries use their resources the best. And they were basically trying to predict goal differential based off of a couple, a few variables. One was uh, population of a country. Another was GDP per capita. And then the other was international appearances of that country. Now, 
so so they were basically you know so they could plug in two countries let's say brazil and croatia and it would spit out some predicted goal differential based on those three variables and basically they were looking for teams that like outdid their predict predicted goal differential so what teams or what countries use their resources the best and that got me thinking well, if you just took it one step further and maybe found some other variables that were a little more predictive than just those, you could get a predicted goal differential based off of a matchup. But then you could also transform that into uh, probabil- probabilities for win versus tie versus loss. And then so I, I kind of took that framework and did some simulations in Excel, and that that's kind of how the model came to be. And I, I actually had called up Professor Szymanski and he originally gave me some of his data. And that's kind of how I got started. Nice, nice. Um, I will tell you this, that uh, in college, I made a baseball analytics program uh, for computational cool. uh, economics. And uh, that certainly uh, got my interest in data. Uh, not doing that now. I'm just an admin assistant. But uh, but it's definitely a uh, a worthwhile pursuit. Um, so following up on that, uh, how did you uh, begin to bet or get into the betting market uh, for soccer? So it kind of came to, I mean, I, I didn't really come, well, I, I, I guess I did have the idea to bet, but the 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 betting odds and lines for soccer weren't really available to me in North Carolina. So I, I knew I would have had to go to like Las Vegas or I looked into Bovada and, but, but basically I was just looking for value in my pick. So if I thought, you know, Mexico was getting out of their group 50% of the time or a little higher. Um, well, if, if, Vegas or one of these other casinos was offering more than what I was putting in my bet. I was like, okay, that's, that's some positive expected value there. And I, I would like to make that bet. Um, and it, it was really just a passion project for me. And I, in, in the book, I kind of talk about also how I, I had to go place the bets and that was like a whole nother fiasco. I actually ended up flying to Philly and then driving down to Delaware to Dover Downs um, to place the bets. Now, I, a, a lot of states are making it more available now and it's becoming legal in a lot of states. So hopefully it'll be easier, but it, it was quite the to do. Um, and, and when you factored all the travel costs, I, I probably needed to bet a lot more to even have a chance. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, I definitely uh, hope that we see more uh, sports betting. Um, I mean, like, I would certainly like to just bet, you know, um, I, well, I don't know what's going on with baseball right now. I, they're still in lockout, and I, I could certainly place some good bets there. But um, in terms of that, I mean, like, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely fun, but just bet responsibly and just don't yeah. bet too much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And uh, so anything in particular that attracted you to soccer and, and when, and what specifically do you do to predict 
a tie versus a win or loss. So sure. So what? Th- there's a couple things that I guess. Well, well th- those two books, Money and Soccer and Soccernomics, really changed my view, and I thought, oh, there's there's something to here, and some some of the studies they do. Um, well, a, a couple of things came to mind. Well, f- first of all, I, I really like soccer. So th- th- this was kind of like just a passion and I was interested and I was going to watch them anyway. Um, another, some, some of the studies they brought up had to do with salaries. And I think this is something in America we might take, well, b- baseball, I, I don't think there really is a salary cap, but a lot of the right. other sports, they, they have a salary cap. So it's uh, it's a little more socialistic in nature, um, which is kind of funny, but but like in Europe and a lot of these other leagues outside of North America, th- there's not really a salary cap. So the the player salaries can be very predictive, and, and some of the studies they do show that it's like incredibly predictive on predicting, like in the Premier League, just predicting the final table rankings. If you just gave the like the starting salaries of the starting 11 for each team, it it was pretty predictive on the goal differential. And then consequently um, how they ended up at the end of the year. So in my mind, I thought I could use player salaries as a way to predict goal differential. And now I ended up finding that very difficult. So I actually found the FIFA rankings to be a fairly good substitute. So I did FIFA rankings and I did some analysis on the, the home field advantage of teams and how, how like how many goals was that good for? Um, um, where was I going with that? Um, but basically, Oh, Oh, your, your other question, how, how do you actually transform that into like a, like a win versus loss versus uh, tie probability? Yeah. So that, that that's kind of where, my, I, I felt like my actuarial background kind of came into play. And I, I have a chapter in the book about this in, in actuarial modeling. A lot of times when you're trying to model large amounts of data, oftentimes you'll compress it by saying, by like lumping in, you know, the 61 through 65 year olds, you might lump it into just one cell saying, okay, let's just assume these are all like 63 year olds. So so what I was doing was, let's say you had a bunch of all the games where, let's say someone was predicted to win by like 0.5 goals. Well, I might lump um, all the teams between 0.25 and 0.6 or 0.75 into a group. And we, we might call that 0.5, but we would we would just look at those group of games and say how how often did that team that was predicted to win by like a half a goal how how often did they actually win? So what what did that translate into win versus tie versus loss? And that that's kind of the way the simulations went. All right. Um, before I get to the next question, I have two things that I've got to promote. Um, so uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, uh, check out the fictional podcast, The Goalie Kid. It is about the 18-year-old Benny Jensen. Him and his friends uh, go on, you know, learn about life after they graduate high school and they discover what they want 
And if you like entrepreneurship or sports in general, or a hockey, or if you're a hockey fan, um, you will endeavor, you will definitely enjoy this podcast. And, uh, and for the chess lovers out there, uh, I have to talk about this. Uh, my audiobook, Chess, the Game for Peace and Prosperity, is out now on Chirp and all major audiobook platforms. Uh, I will leave a link for that in the show notes as well. All right. Okay. So um, now back um, to the main show. Uh, <clears throat> so do you ever um, play FIFA? to like just get an analysis of this like and just enjoy it or just like get an in-game plan sort of thing going i mean i i definitely love fifa it's like one of the only video games i actually play i used to be kind of into halo back in the day but now if i play a video game it's almost a hundred percent of the time fifa <laughs> but but it, I, I did not use anything in the video game to to map to real life at all don't don't really use it uh and uh so is now i don't know much about international soccer yet let alone u.s soccer i don't, I don't know anything but i know christian cristiano ronaldo and leno messi uh-huh. um are, is there a difference between like when at, analyzing a certain player like um do you take into the factors of who's going to win that game based on the team around them uh, as well? Uh, so like for in hockey, um, I would predict for the night, if the Penguins are playing the Capitals, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll just choose Pittsburgh to win it because of Crosby's passing over Ovechkin's more locomotive uh, style of play uh do you analyze those factors as well um to be i mean there, there's not a lot of in-game statistics that i really have been looking at right now it's and, and it's mostly just to keep it manageable i mean i would love to include player salaries um because because they are very predictive now how you could use it is I mean, we, we did look at injury reports a lot. So, for example, like Egypt, we really liked Egypt to get out of their group in the World Cup in 2018. But what, one of the reasons, and since we used FIFA rankings as like one of our main variables, um, you have to ask yourself, is there a player that greatly contributed to that FIFA ranking that might may or may not be playing? And like Mohamed Salah, ended up separating his shoulder like a month before the world cup. So, and, and we really liked that bet, but when we were going to place it, th- there was a lot of concern and question whether Mohamed Salah was actually going to play. So we actually ended up lowering that bet a lot. And he, I think he did sit out either one or two games of their three group stage games. So that was kind of good, but um, we, we don't, I, I have not really looked at any individual like statistics other than um, why well, I've looked at player salary, but haven't really incorporated it all in the models. But the, the, the thought was, you know, the better the players or high, higher the salary that that would probably map into a lower FIFA ranking. 
um, which is what I, I did use for predicting goal differential. Yeah. Um, now I think now I have to get into Excel. Um, so you do regression analysis and there's also a little bit more to it than that. Um, now I know enough about regression analysis, uh, in Excel, but, um, uh, would you also use like R or Stata as well um, when doing this, uh, or is there any other uh, programming language? So I, I, I mean, I, I know a little bit of R, and I've used Stata before in college, but I, I don't really feel super comfortable using them. So I, I was only using Excel really, um, and and VBA within Excel to automate the simulations. Um, but you, you definitely, I've actually, I mean, I've heard R is probably better, um, for just data, uh, manipulations and working with it, but I I just don't feel comfortable enough to, to really incorporate it yet. Yeah. And, and you can forget Python as well. I think, you know, that's, if anything, I'd say it's a little more tricky when you are bringing in a spreadsheet to a different um, a different, uh, programming language as well there. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, along with, uh, betting, uh, do you do anything in the, in the U S like who, like DC United or LA galaxy? I know, I know those two teams, uh, uh-huh. but do you bet against any MLS teams? I, I, I really don't do any betting. Um, unless if I do one of these projects, cause then I don't see it as quite as reckless, but it's also, um, it might just be an access thing for me. Cause North Carolina, we don't really have sports gambling yet and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I, I I'm kind of limited in what, so, so if I want to bet, I have to kind of make a trip out of it or try to get a friend somewhere else <laughs> to make the bets and, uh, yeah, I just haven't really been doing that. So I, I kind of only make these bets when I feel like I put a lot of work into making some sort of prediction. And uh, the World Cup probably is not the best place to do the type of analysis I did just because it's only every four years. But si- since I was studying for the actuarial exams, it just felt like a good time to do a project like that between exam sittings. But now since I'm done with the exams, I'll probably look at maybe specializing in a league or two and tr- try to focus in on just a couple leagues. But I, I, I would think I would go outside of the U S because kind of because of what I stated earlier on the salary cap, the um, I just feel like I, I could make a lot more progress because salary is an e- easy thing oftentimes to record and, and get, but if every team's got the same salaries because of a salary cap, it's kind of, you, you'd have to look at other factors, which I'm not quite sure what you would look at exactly. Cause soccer is very dynamic and there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and I don't think necessarily that you should look solely at um, a salary cap. Uh, certainly not. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with baseball, but uh Back in the 90s, Tony Gwynn was probably the greatest contact hitter. He didn't take a pay raise 
to um, go play for the Yankees. He could have very easily done that, and he probably could have been paid uh, in the top five back in the uh, early 90s, late 80s era. He certainly could have done that and made a difference. So so I don't necessarily see that as well. And um, and you got like guys out here signing a million, a hundred million dollar contracts as well. Yet, yet I can honestly say that, you know, you know, these, these people can flop, whether it's soccer, baseball, hockey, they, they can absolutely just flop. They can get injured. I mean, look, uh, you know who Mike, you know, Mike Trout, um, I, I do probably the best, uh, was the best in the game, putting up numbers better than Mickey Mantle, and yet still just gets injured. And and it and these are team sports. It's not individual sports as well. So um, it just all makes that one difference. Uh, man, I'm 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 definitely trying to think of some things. Is there uh, you? Pro, I guess do do you have an do this off an HP or, or a Mac? Just just because I'm curious. I have uh so I I used to love Macs, and then when I started working as an actuary, it was all on desktops, and I got used to all the Excel shortcuts on Windows computers. So actually, I did the modeling on a Dell. Um, so I, I have a Dell laptop and cordless, uh, keyboard, but I, I know all the shortcuts on, on that framework now. So I, I don't typically <coughs> do a lot of, um, Excel things in Apple anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I would still, um, and do you ever, uh, just do simple bar graphs and put a PowerPoint together and it's certainly easy now uh with uh if you have you know just regular PowerPoint and Excel, you can just easily import it as well. Do you ever do that? For like soccer stuff, you mean? Uh, soccer or, for, or work? Um yeah, I mean for, for work it seems pretty easy to go back and forth between all those um Microsoft uh office programs. Um but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't use PowerPoint a ton for my current job. It's mostly Excel. Yeah, I'm in Excel. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm 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 trying to think of anything else just to end the show on a positive note. Um, I guess uh, soccer is going to be, you know, um, geez. Uh, yeah, I don't play. I don't play much soccer, and I'm really trying it's, to think of something here to end it off of. Um, uh, you know, um, the the 2024 Olympics are. I don't even know where they are. Um, soccer is definitely going to be included in them. Will you? Um, uh, if it's legal, if sports betting is legal in North Carolina um, and you have all your data set, you're going to be placing bets, right? Uh, the the Olympics, I would be a little hesitant on just because the countries, it's basically, 
I think they're technically under 23 year old teams with you, you might get an allotment of like three or four players you can take that are above that age, but the, the world cup is really the best of the best. And the, the next world cup is in, it's actually in November, 2022. It's typically in June and July every four years, but <clears throat> this year it was scheduled to be in Qatar or Qatar. Um, and because it's so hot in June and July, they actually moved it to the winter. So there's going to be a world cup in November this year. So that, that should be exciting. And ho- hopefully I will, uh, bet on that. And I, I was, uh, I've been told by my wife that I- I'm not so easy to be around when I make bets. So, uh, I might have to seek refuge in a different state while I place these bets <laughs> come November. Uh, if it's illegal in South Carolina, I think. I think it might be legal in Virginia. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, just I think, make your I way. Think, yeah, Virginia, I think. And, and my brother also used to live in Tennessee. So I, I know um, Tennessee's good right now. But I, I think we should be getting it soon in North Carolina. Huh. Um, yeah, so so if, it's, so if it's there in like a month, I, I wouldn't say move. But definitely just make your way, just make your way to Richmond and, yeah. and, and then just rent a hotel room, place a bet and you're good. Yeah. So definitely yeah. that, um, uh, not now we can end it on a good note. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to add before I, uh, I just hit end on the record button. Um, you know, the, the, the whole experience of me losing my job and looking into th- this type of passion project, I, I, I would kind of just voice to the audience that it's it's okay to just pursue passion projects just for the sake of it and because you have fun. And you oftentimes will learn a real lot through these pursuits and you, you never know how they'll benefit you down the road. So I guess I'll, I'll leave it on that. Um, now, now, you, now, now I have to add to this. Um, uh-huh. because this is what the show is about. It's about pursuing those passion projects, creating that mobile income for yourself. And what we saw out of 2020 um, with the corona, um, yep. it, you know, it certainly uh, gave it a hit. Now, I certainly was ahead of the curb. I had written, um, I was already writing a book. And be- before we went into uh, quarantine, I was with a writing club. I was writing a book. And then uh, just before April of 2020 hits, I had that ready to go and put that on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. So I'm like ahead of the curb. So, um, so whenever, what, when we hit the next recession or truly next recession or even economic depression, it's always a good idea to have though that uh, a source of income that you can control and and even one day and and probably for the best thing you can get out of you know the corporate nine to five and just you know start doing what you want to do on your own time and you can fund the lifestyle and choose how much you make and when you are on or off uh and and you have more uh, liberty in your life. Oh, all right. Uh, anything else before I hit end or? Ah, I think that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Just try to make your life as robust as possible. Cause you never know what's going to come. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Where is that 
in button. All right, we are stopping the recording in three, two, one. Thank you, everyone, and peace out. Thank you.